This is Sean Mandoli, and you're listening to the Hopeland Church Podcast. I hope you encounter God and walk in new levels of freedom as a result of listening to this message. Enjoy. Um, You guys know um, we have Pastor Johnny and Sheila in the house today. Um, Miss Sheila is my special guest today. Um, But we're so thankful for them. You guys, what you may not know, for those who are newer to the Hopeland community, is that Pastor Johnny, um, he is, both of them actually, are overseers for us, which means that they pray for us. (laughs) You guys know that we need prayer, but they pray for us, and um, they check in with us and make sure that we're doing all right. This is a couple who we've known now for, how many years have we guys, have we known you guys? It's been many years now. Did you know me with Luca? Yes, 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 yes. He dedicated Luca. He dedicated Luca when we were outside. Um, but they've been a part of our lives for, for, some, for some years now. Um, and we're so thankful for them. We're so thankful that they are in here today. We're so thankful that we get to hear from Miss Sheila today. She's going to be sharing some things with us. And as these guys get us set up, I'm going to invite Miss Sheila up on the stage with me. You guys almost ready there? Thank you, guys. Thank you. They're trying to get it all right for us. <laughs> Shout out to the to the crew here. Thank you. Thank you very much. Come on up, Miss Sheila. How are you? I didn't get to hug you this morning. It's good to see you. <laughs> Thank you. Happy Mother's Day to you, too. All right. So we're going to sit down. Um, let me get my iPad. Sorry, guys. I need this to know. So the way we're doing this today, hopefully you guys can see on this side. um, I'm not cutting you off there. Um, But um, before we get started, of course, I'm going to ask you some like um, introductory questions because not everybody in here knows you. Um, So tell us a little bit about yourself, Miss Sheila. I don't know what you want to say. You want me to ask more specific questions? (laughs) All right. Um, how long have you and Pastor Johnny been married? Uh, this year. Yeah, hold it right up to your mouth. Okay. This year will be 43 years. 43 years. How many children do you guys have? We have three grown kids. And how many grandchildren do you have? We have four grandkids. <laughs> so this is a mom and a mom again. Um, so how... Where are you guys now? So tell, so not everyone knows our connection to you. So um, we met Pastor Johnny and Sheila when we were part of the sanctuary. Um, we are now Hopeland. Some of you guys know our story and our journey and how we ended up here. Um, but how long have you guys been at the sanctuary now? We've been at the sanctuary for eight years now. Eight years, yep. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. I know, time just flies. That is yeah. crazy. Yeah, so you were here for, like, both children, Mm -hmm. like Nico and Luca being born. Wow. It's been a long time. So Nico is seven years old. He's our middle child. Luca is, uh, he's two. (laughs) He's two years old. Um, So that's how long we have. Wow. That's awesome. All right. So I'm going to pull up my notes here, and I'm going to kind of give you guys an overview of what we're talking about. I sent Miss Sheila, like, a loaded bunch of questions. So we might touch on some of them. We won't touch on all of them, but we're going to touch on some questions. What we're talking about today is um, 
a woman's journey in faith. And um, I know it says a woman's journey and it's Mother's Day, but really this is something for all people because we're all on a journey of faith. We're all walking in faith with the Lord. And it's not just being of faith. It's not just a journey of faith. We're not just talking about um, people of a certain faith. We're talking about walking uh, a life in faith. How do I experience my life while I'm in faith? And there's a slight difference there because you can walk through life and be a person of faith but you're not living in faith. There's a distinction. And um, we want to kind of talk about that distinction today and what that means for us as women because our lives are forever changing. We go through seasons and changes. Um, I feel like the changes never, ever stop. Just like ongoing. Like you just have change after change after change. And I feel like sometimes for men, it's a changes are like spiritual, emotional, physical. <laughs> like we go through every single change in life. Um, and in every transition, um, we want to be found in faith. So that's kind of what we're talking about today. And I'm just going to pull up my notes here so we can dive in. I should have had this already up on my screen. So please forgive me, everybody, um, for my uh, delayed um, response here. Um, my kids are always playing with my, well, I shouldn't say my kids. Luca is always playing with my stuff. So he shifts my apps from my home screen and he hides them, so I have to try and find them, because I know it was on my home screen, but it's not on here anymore. <laughs> so just give me one second uh, while I pull this up. Sorry about the delay. Is there anything you want to share with us this morning, Ms. Sheila, before we get I pull this up? Uh, no, I'm just glad to be here. I'm always honored to be in the presence of Pastor Sean and, and, and Crystal Gale. They're very sweet people. You can be real around them. You don't have to be something that you're not. I'm just glad that there are still some real people around us. Just glad. All right, guys. We're going to open up in prayer. Are you guys ready? You want to open us up in prayer? You want me to open up? Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for today. I thank you for this community. I pray, Lord, that even as Ms. Sheila and I have this conversation, like we're sitting in our living room, sipping a cup of tea or coffee, whatever it is, I pray, Holy Spirit, that you speak to us, that Holy Spirit, you minister to us. I pray that we hear your voice clearly today, that we are marked and changed today as a result of your work in us today. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Um, so we're going to jump right in here. Um, I just want to open with a scripture, if that's okay. We're going to open with 2 Corinthians 5.17. And you guys know I love the Amplified. So the Amplified is very wordy. <laughs> but I love the words in the Amplified. Um, but I'm going to open with that, and then I'm going to um, jump over to Miss Sheila here. But 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, but is grafted and joined to him by faith in him as Savior, he is a new creature, reborn and renewed by the Holy Spirit. The old things, the previous moral and spiritual condition have passed away. Behold, new things have come because spiritual awakening brings a new life. And I want to start with this because um, I think it's important to talk about how when we're walking in faith, it all begins with an encounter. It all begins with meeting Jesus. And I know we have a life and we, we get to this point where we meet Jesus. Things really shift and change when we meet Jesus. Like that is a, that should be a, um, a marker in our lives. 
a marked difference in our lives. And I guess one of my first questions is, um, tell us how you came to know Jesus. Tell us your salvation story. Salvation story in, uh, begins with um, being just a high school student. Um, we came out here from Florida. My mom brought us out here for a new beginning. And so I think I believe I was 16 when we came out here. And so we ended up at a Church of God in Christ. Kojic. Kojic, yeah. And um, one thing about that particular type of church is they're like, there's a strictness there. At least it was. It's, it doesn't change a lot now. But there's a strictness there. And, and it was just always, my, my mom would always have us in church. It was them kind of churches where you went Monday through Friday. You know, and, and they had district meetings and everything. You were just there. They had tearing services. You was there. You had dinner after church on Sunday because they had another service coming along. You was there. You didn't say, I'm not going. That was not even in the question. <laughs> but um, we was, I was raised like that, and we raised. it was just awesome to be around. But what I love the most is that we had teenagers around us that loved the Lord. And they will make you feel like you belong. And even though I didn't at the time, even though I didn't like going to church, I just went because I had to go. You know, in <laughs> my mom's house, you go to church whether you want to or not. So I just went because I had to go. And because of that, it's, that's why it's so good to bring your kids to church, whether they want to come or not, because... It gives God the opportunity to put his hands on them yeah. and to draw them to the place in him where they need to be. And that's really how I got started. I um, was going down the street to Morningside High School and then read down in Inglewood and read it down, down the street was the little Cogent Church. And the strangest thing is, and I didn't understand it, but the strangest thing is at the time is that we had noonday prayer, and instead of lunch, they had a hole cut in the back of the fence in the, in the school <laughs> where the kids ditched that and everything, and instead of, instead of going out and hanging out with them, for some reason, I found myself at the church at noonday prayer, and I ended up doing that so much till it became, I ended up getting saved. It was just I don't know what I knew now. It was God. But at the time, I was thinking at my age, you know, why I'm not hanging out doing what kids my age was doing and everything. And so I end up at, you know, giving my life to God. And everything just went from there. You just, I think you just have to make the first move. You let, you give God your life and then God take your life and do with it what he pleases. Yeah. So... I mean, we have a couple points, but we can put up the points. But um, the first one is it all begins with an encounter with God. After you encountered Jesus, what was something practical that changed? What shifted? Because an encounter, I'm going to define encounter. Encounter means to come upon or meet with, especially unexpectedly, to meet or contend against difficulties or opposition. It's almost like the word encounter, it's almost like it's like our natural selves, who you are naturally encounters the supernatural God and something happens. 
There's something, there's something in you drawing, your, drawing you to him. And that's because we're drawn to our creator. He's the creator God, creator of the universe. He's the one who created you. So there's something that's naturally drawn to spiritual things. So when you have an encounter with Jesus, this isn't just like, oh, I just met somebody. We're encountering Jesus, son of God, died and rose again, is alive today. The only faith that can say that our God is alive today and standing at the right hand of the Father. So when you encounter Jesus, what changed in your life? What actually changed? My, my attitude changed. I, um, I was very, very temperamental. I just have to be real with you because I, I, I'm like that. I'm a very real person. <laughs> and so I, I had a temper, a bad temper, and I just thought the world was after me, so I went at them first. And so when I, when I gave my life to God, I noticed that that temper was beginning to mellow out. I noticed that because I started getting into the Word, I started praying, and I noticed that when I pray. Even now, when I talk about God, something happens to me, even now. And so when I get into prayer or when I have a talk with the Lord, and I'm so glad that I could be real with him and I could tell him what I don't like or, or um, what I don't like about myself or how I can do better with myself or, God, I wish that I could do this or I could do that. God always, always Show me where I can always do better. And what I love about the Lord is that it's almost as if he has his arms around you the whole time, letting you know that you're not in this alone. Whatever you go through, I am right there with you. I got your back. I bind every force that come up against you. And never say that you can't because what you can't, can't do, I can do. And I just thank God that he was, he's, was with me in the beginning because I needed a whole lot of Jesus. You know, <laughs> I needed a whole lot. And um, I'm just glad that he didn't look at me and say, oh, this is going to be a tough one right here. But he just let me know that you can do it because I am God. Amen. I love that. No. I love that. I love that. And it really speaks to the power of God. The power of God at work in your life. It's an encounter, and it should. When you come to know Jesus, when you encounter Jesus, there should be a change. Mm -hmm. If you just continue, you encounter Jesus, you continue living your life however you're living your life, there's something, there's something not right there. That means there wasn't something that was submitted to his lordship. Jesus is Lord. Mm -hmm. So when you encounter him, everything submits to his lordship, and something has to change. If you were the same person after encountering Jesus, I don't know if you really did encounter yeah. Jesus. That's not possible. It's not possible. Mm -hmm. He is too amazing yes. to not be changed as a result of an encounter with him. Every person Jesus encountered in the Bible, every single person experienced a change. Whether it was a miracle, whether it was um, wisdom, um, whether it was purpose being reestablished re re in them, there was always a change in someone's life when they encountered Jesus. And I love that. What was the most difficult 
change. Because sometimes, yes, we talked about this even when we were praying for Pedro, that sometimes when, when you encounter Jesus and encounter the power of the Holy Spirit, there's some things that just happen like that. But then there are some things that, are, that you have to continually submit to the Lord until you get to a place of freedom. And then there's another level where you continually submit to the Lord and, and you start to grow. But what was the most difficult and challenging thing for you when you um, chose Jesus? The most difficult thing was that, like I said, I had a temper. And so when, usually if you step up to me, it'll be a whole nother story. But when I gave my life to God and you step up to me, I noticed <laughs> that I could stop in my track and I can think before I speak. And usually it'll come out sweeter than it would have if God wasn't on my side. So I knew, I noticed right away the difference because I, sometimes I would walk away and say, I cannot believe I handled that like that. I mean, it, it would shock my own self. But when God is with you, the things that you do, you realize that it had to be God. Amen. And I love because one of the things, um, we had a, a prayer group, and one of the things that we noticed as we were studying Jesus and his prayer life and how he prayed is that every prayer he prayed, he said, Lord, I want you to, I want God to receive the glory. Mm -hmm. So when there's change and transformation, is when we encounter Jesus, God should get the glory. That is the whole point of all this. This transformed life. God, I give you the glory because I could not be where I am, who I am, what I am doing without the goodness and favor and blessing of God. And I think as Christians, that's what makes us different. We know mm -hmm. where this comes from. We know mm -hmm. that it only comes from Jesus. Any, like I say this all the time, anything good you get from me, anything sweet and nice mm -hmm. you get from me is because of Jesus. It's because of God. It's because of the Holy Spirit at work in me. There is no way in and of myself yes. I could be doing what I'm doing, mm -hmm. loving people the way I love people. And if I don't love you perfectly, I apologize. I'm still human. Mm -hmm. But I'm still a work in progress. Jesus is still working things out <laughs> in me. And that is the point of this, that this is a journey. Sometimes I think that we put so much pressure on ourselves to um, be a certain way. And really, what's beautiful about walking with Jesus is that you have the conviction of the Holy Spirit. The, the Holy Spirit convicts you. The difference between um, conviction and like shame is that conviction, you lean into Jesus. That's the Holy Spirit. He, he pushes you toward Jesus. Shame is very internal. It's like, woe is me. It's very very, um, uh, for lack of a better term, it's very humanistic. We look mm -hmm. to ourselves for our healing. but And not that you shouldn't feel shame about things, but Jesus will bring um, his healing to those things mm -hmm. because there's no walking with Jesus and not being restored. I think shame is a natural emotion, but we can't live there. We can't stay there. Anything touched by Jesus is healed, mm -hmm. restored and made whole. Yes. And it's a journey. It's a process. I know during this time, um, you met Pastor Johnny. You guys were, when did you meet him exactly? Were you in high school? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was in high school. Um, we hadn't been too long, came out here, and we went to, um, I went to the same school he went to. And um, 
<laughs> and um, I just like what I saw, <laughs> you know. And um, we became really good friends. We was very good friends first. And um, it went from there. 11th grade. 11th grade. 11th grade. That's a long time mm -hmm. to know someone and to be mm -hmm. with someone. Mm -hmm. I love but that. But it don't seem like it's been a long time. I know. You know? Time passes fast. Yeah, he's still my friend. And, and um, he sees the real me. Thank God nobody <laughs> else do. He's, he, you know, he knows my flaws, and, and he still treat me like I'm the queen of, yeah. you know. And so I just thank God that um, God knows what you need. He knows when you need it. And I'm just so grateful because um, God knows what I was before yeah. I came to him. Yeah. He already knew, you know, and I can see. I could really see, because I use my imagination sometimes with some things when I'm talking to the Lord, I, I could really see that God said, I can do something with her. Mm -hmm. You know, I can, I can take this and I can use it. Sometimes we have like, for instance, I realize that even with my, my, my attitude and my temper, I notice that you know how you point your finger at, you could easily point your finger in somebody's face and tell them what they're not going to do. But when you come to God, you can take that same finger and you can point it at the enemy and you can tell him what he's not going to do. Amen. And I got, you have God to back you up. When you're out in the world, you don't have no backup. <laughs> you know, you're just going at it with what you know. But when you got God, you got backup. I mean, I could, see, I could just see God standing beside me telling the enemy, now you touch her. Now you do this. <laughs> you know, and I just, that makes my heart so glad to know that God see, sees me in a light that others may not see. But he sees me enough to love me. And because he loves me. I am able to take the things that I didn't think that was possible yeah. and to use them for his good. Yeah. And I'm just awesomely glad about that. Me too. Mm -hmm. Me too. Um, we're talking about a journey. So when you're on your journey of faith, when you're on your journey in faith, um, things get hard they along can. the journey. And I think sometimes as Christians, we can be disillusioned and think that when we meet Jesus, that, that everything is better, that things, everything is just going to get better. Everything's going to be better. And with Jesus, everything's are, everything is better. Mm -hmm. However, it doesn't take away the challenges of life. It doesn't take away the hard things. We are going to experience hard things yeah. in this world. We are going to experience beautiful things in this world. But how much better is it to do it with Jesus? It's so much better. So my next question is, what do you do when it's hard? Because it will get hard. Um, can you share with us a difficult season of your journey and how Jesus helped you through it? One of the, the most difficult seasons that I had was um, my daughter was 19 years old, going to um, Cal State Fullerton at the time. And um, she ended up having cancer cells um, in her cervix, cervical cancer. And um, that hit me so hard because I began to talk to the Lord and say, you know what? I'm your child. I live for you. 
You know, we're always praying for someone. We're visiting the sick, you know, and then this happens, you know. And I remember there are many times um, I didn't talk about it with my family and stuff I, because it was an inward thing. It was something that God had to take me through because um, the way that they, they thought about it was different than the way that I thought about it, you know. And I'm thinking, God... You know, you gave me this girl. You did this, and now you're going to take her away from me? You know, and all kind of things start running in my, my mind. And then the Lord brought back to my attention that I was born with leukemia. You know, sometimes God got to take you back to your place and bring you back to a place where you realize that this isn't the first time something ever, bad ever happened to you, but what happened last time it happened to you? And he brought me back to the time where I was born with leukemia, and the doctor said that I wouldn't live to get six years old. And if I lived to get six years old, I would never have kids. He said, I'll be a vegetable for the rest of my life. And so I think about how God made the devil out of a lie when it came to that. And I'm thinking, not only did he bless me with, with a kid, he blessed me with three. And I'm like, God, you know, and then the Lord brings that back to my attention if I did it for you then, what makes you think I won't do it for you now? Amen. And it's all about your faith in him. Yeah. And, he, and, and, and I began to pray. I began to study the word. Um, if, if any of you sick, let them call for the Amen. elders of the church. And I remember we took her to our former pastor. He had, God had given him a gift of of. of Healing. laying hands on cancer patients mm. they for they always always mm. recovered and we knew that we for being up under him for so long mm -hmm. we saw that happen and we took her there and he laid hands and he prayed on her and she she told me she says mom she says you know what she says I don't believe that God got respect of people mm -hmm. you know she says and I just think that it's going to be okay. And she prayed and I prayed and we just went on. And I, during that time, I did my fasting and my praying. You know, some things only come through fasting and praying, <laughs> you know. So you, I, I fast and I prayed and I told God, well, your word said, you know, this whatsoever I believe. You know, if I believe it, you're going to do it. You're going to perform it. I say, God, you said you will bless my seed. I say, God, you know, I just begin to tell him what he said. Mm -hmm. Something, you got to remind God what he said, you know. He loves it when you remind him of what he says. And so when we took her to the doctor, they did a biopsy and all of this. The doctor that she had was the meanest. It was like she was sent from hell. She was just mean to her, you know. And we just, and I just tell you out of all of this, we just kept on praising the Lord. We kept going to church. We didn't let it stop us. We just told God, this too shall pass, you know. And I got to the point where one day I told the Lord, I said, whatever you decide to do, it's all right with me. I said, just put a piece down on the inside of me so that I don't have to worry about what's going to happen. And I want you to know when she went back to the doctor and, and they tested her and everything. They told her that they couldn't find no cancer cells Praise in her body. God. And God. she was 19 then. She's 31 now. Praise and God. God just took me through all of that to let me know. 
that just hold your peace, stay in the word, stay before me, keep your head up, keep saying what I told you to say. He's telling, mm-hmm. t- telling God what the word says concerning you mm-hmm. and watch and see what happens. No, that's awesome. Um, I love that. I love that. Um, I want to share this scripture, guys. This is in John um, chapter 15, um, verses 1 through 6. It says, I am the true vine, and my father is the dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away, and every branch that continues to bear fruit, he repeatedly prunes so that it will bear more fruit, even richer and finer fruit. You are already clean because of the word which I have given you, the teachings which I have discussed with you. Remain in me, and I will remain in you. Just as no branch can bear fruit by itself without remaining in the vine, neither can you bear fruit, producing evidence of your faith unless you remain in me. I am the vine. You are the branches. The one who remains in me and I in him bears much fruit. And he keeps talking about bearing fruit here. If anyone does not remain in me, he is thrown out like a broken off branch and withers and dies. And we gather such branches and throw them into the fire and they are burned. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, that is, if we are vitally united and my message lives in your heart, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. And we're talking about a journey in faith. And um, what I love about that story and that season of your life is that um, your strength came from Jesus. Mm -hmm. Like, we can't, as Christians, we can't live this life outside of being sustained by Jesus. Like, it's just not possible. Like, it's just... To think that we can do all these things, live this way, and and just have hope in this crazy world without Jesus, it's just not possible. Because when you hit these hard things in life, and you will, and if you haven't yet, you will, um, because it's inevitable. Um, It rains on the just and the unjust in this world. We will all experience hardship, but we'll also experience beautiful things. But in the hardship, that is what that is where you find out who you really are in faith. That is where you find out how deep your roots go in faith. This isn't, and it's not a judgment. It's just a reality check. It's just one of those things like, how deep are my roots? Am I going to let this challenge take me out? Or am I going to speak to my challenge and tell my challenge who Jesus is and what he did, who God is, where he sits, what God can do, what he has done, what he can do, and what he will do. It's a difference maker in our journey in faith. It's a difference maker. So coming out of that season, as we talk about, he's talking about bearing fruit. In every season, there is always fruit. It is possible to bear fruit in a challenging season. It is possible to have the fruit of the Holy Spirit at work in your life, in your hardest of seasons. Because God, God is, is, is amazing like that. He's a creator. So God, creator of the universe, creator of you, when you submit, how could he not bear fruit even in the ch- and you stay in the vine you know who you are where your source comes from where it says when you separate from the vine you will wither up and die there's no hope outside of jesus 
So when we're walking with him, there can be fruit in your life. When it's hard, you can still bear fruit. In the driest of seasons in your walk of faith, you can still bear fruit. What was one of the things that you can say that the Holy Spirit did in you, that you came out of this and said, this is fruit from me walking through this challenging season? Believing that he is God. And besides him, there is no other. You know, and I learned that when I came out of that, it was nothing that you could tell me that I, you know, that I knew that it's all God. You know, you have people that says, well, you know, it was just, it was just something that happened and, and, and they probably just made a mistake in the first place. You know, you have people that put, wants to plant seed, plant doubt in your mind. When you believe in God for something, you have people that will want to change your thinking about it. You could be saying, hey, I'm believing God for this. They'll tell you, but you ain't got no job. How you going to believe? How you, how you going to get this and how you going to get that? But because you believe the one who's able to, then it makes the difference. And it gave me, it made me come to the point where when I got out of that, and I thought about when I had leukemia, I thought about, you know, and then I just thinking about other, God has done so much that you can't say, but hey, that was God. You know, there, who else you going to get the glory to? Some things you come out of, you know, nobody did that. That had to be a God that did that. And um, I believe that God wants us in that situation where you don't give his glory to everybody. You don't give his glory to anybody. You don't tell someone that, you know, I just give, I just give you all the praise. No. He said, I don't have, you won't have no other God before me. I am who I say I am. And if, I'm my, if, if, if to me he's my faith, then he's my faith. And to me, if he's my healer, he's my healer. Whatever you want God to be to you, that's what he'll be. Amen. I love that. I love that. And I just want to touch on something you just said. You said that um, um, you got to stop listening to the doubters. Because when you know that God has done something for you, someone is going to tell you, well, oh, you have the doctors there. Or, and not, this is not a, a hate on for doctors, nurses, medical field, none of that. Because we need them, um, desperately need them. Um, but someone will try and sow seeds of doubt. When you were believing for something in faith, and someone's like, oh, well, you did this, so you, you did that on your own. Oh, well, you went to school and you worked really hard for this, and you did that on your own. But... When you're walking with God and you know how big he is mm -hmm. and how good he is, you know where the glory goes. Oh, yes. And I think in a journey of faith, um, that is what it means mm -hmm. to journey in faith. Mm -hmm. It means that every part of your journey is intentional. Yes. It's with this intentional um, realization that in this, I can find him. In this, I see him. Yes, I see all these other people. He's gifted all these other people to do all of these things. But ultimately, mm -hmm. it is God and him alone. And I love that you said, um, reminded us of the scripture where it says, you will have no other gods before me. Yeah. No other God will get the glory that I get. 
and deserve. That's God talking, saying, I am. Don't put someone else in my place in your life. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. If you believed that I did that for you, then I did that for you. Mm -hmm. Don't let somebody else exactly. tell you that, that someone so-and-so did that for you. Well, your husband helped you out here, or you were able to do that because of this. I did this because God graced me to do it. Exactly. And he is the one who gets all the glory as a re result. And I love that. I love that because we're so quick to give credit sometimes to people where it's just like, you know what? You might have been part of this, but means that God put you mm -hmm. here to help me through this. Mm -hmm. It all goes back to the Lord. It all goes back to God. And I think as Christians, we need to remember that. Yeah, I think about my daughter tells me sometimes, because we have a lot of stories together, me and her. And um, she, we was talking, and she said, for the Thompson family, she says, it seemed like we have to pray for everything <laughs> We got, you know, look like we just have to go through everything to get what God has for us. I say because we warriors. I say when you fighters, we fighters. I say and it do seem like you, we have to fight for everything. And, and believe me, when you get on your knees sometime and you believe in God for something, all kind of things come popping up in your head. And God, can you really do that this time? Can, can this really happen this time? But I tell her that the reason why God allows us to be in situations like that is because he don't want nobody else to have his glory. And so when you come out of things and you know nobody brought you out for God, you can't give nobody else the, the glory for that. You know good and well that, oh, no, what just happened? Mm -mm. Nobody did that but God. And God wants us in an area of our lives where we've come to that point where we say, God did it. Amen. So when we're journeying in faith, um, you know, sometimes in the faith walk, um, it's not always like, it's not always fun. Like, I don't know how, how else to say it. It's not always fun. Sometimes it's discipline. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's just, I do this because I know that God wants me to do mm -hmm. this. It's not necessarily like, yay, um, he's going to work something out in me and I'm just going to be all happy about it. It's not always mm -hmm. like that. So how do you find joy when it's hard? Because the Holy Spirit and one of the fruit of the Spirit is joy and contentment. Mm -hmm. How do you find joy and contentment in your journey in faith when it's not always joyful? It's not, sometimes it's hard to find things to That's be content good. about. That's good. That's How do good. you find that yeah. in your journey? <laughs> That's real good. Um, because you're not always joyful. So, you know, people sometimes think that because you're a Christian, you just full of joy all the time, you know? The joy of the Lord is my strength, you know? You speak those things that are not as though they were, but... Uh, <laughs> But there, you, you have to get to the point where you think about some joyful things. You got to think about joy. You got to think about what happened when, I'd be honest with you, there are days when I wake up in the morning, I don't feel very joyful. I mean, I just, I just don't feel it. I feel like 
you know, stand in the bed with the covers up and, and, and don't bother me. And this is just who I am. I just don't feel, but I love the Lord. Don't get me wrong. I love him with all my heart. But today I'm just feeling Sheila. You know what I'm saying? You, you have to be real with yourself. But then there are days when I get up and I, and I don't feel joy. And I say, God, I'm not feeling, I'm not feeling you today. I talk to the Lord like that. You know, he wants us to be real with him. I'm not, I'm not feeling you today. I really not. And, and I don't know what to do about it. And sometimes, but I do know the scriptures, some, uh, one of the scriptures says that if you don't have joy, he say leap for it. <laughs> we, don't, we don't talk about jumping and leaping and praising God no more like we used to. And, and I, was a, I was a big praiser. I, I could go through my house. Get me a song, get a dance going on with me and the Lord. Don't care nothing about nothing. Just build myself up. Joy, it builds you. You get joy. There are ways that you can get joy. There are times I can go on social media. I can see a dog twerking. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? There are ways, and I will laugh so hard till my body just hurts. Just laugh. But it's things that comes to your, I mean, there are things that you have to do for yourself. If you choose to be unhappy, guess what? You're going to be unhappy. Nothing you do going to make you happy because you choose to be unhappy. But if you have joy, you're going to find something to make you laugh. You're going to find something to make you happy. There's something you're going to do. And that's exactly what I do. I, I look for something because I'm not always feeling it. And I ain't perpetrating. I don't feel it, you know. But then, I, like I said, I go on social media or something. And it'll just pop up something stupid, something totally ridiculous. But I will laugh so hard. And then when I get through laughing, I say, now that was totally ridiculous. But I forgot about how miserable I was. Yeah. How depressed I could be or how much joy that I didn't have at the time but I made myself laugh <laughs> you gotta make some things happen for yourself and I like you can't that. always expect other people yeah. to make you happy <laughs> you have to find out what it is that you can do to make yourself happy I like that and I like that you talked about um, praise because um, praise is so not about us mm -hmm. it's all about god mm -hmm. so when you choose mm -hmm. to praise him when you choose and praising isn't like it's not quiet it's it's not like um um internal praise is an external mm -hmm. proclamation of who god is it actually you actually need to say something mm -hmm. <laughs> to praise him. You mm -hmm. need to actually open, open your, your mouth, mouth. Exactly. to praise him. Something comes out of your mouth and it's praise. That's what praise is. Uh, you can't say one thing and be thinking something different. Mm -hmm. So when you start opening your mouth and you start declaring who God is, praising him for his goodness, thank you, Lord, that I have the joy of the Lord. Thank God that I'm alive today because of your goodness. Thank you, Jesus, for your sacrifice. You are stirring yourself up. Stirring you're, stirring your, you're stirring your spirit. Your spirit comes alive when you recognize and realize who God is. You have no choice. So if it's, that's why I challenge people to praise him. 
open your mouth and praise him. It's easy for your thoughts to jump from here, 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 and here, and here when it's quiet. Mm-hmm. When you're just thinking it, your thoughts will bounce all. You don't have, always have control over what pops into your mind. But you cannot say something and be thinking something different. So when you start to say something, there's your mind and your mouth aligning. And you start to believe what you're saying. Yes. And you start declaring God and who he is, his, his faithfulness, his mighty, he's good, he's kind, he's loving. You start declaring those things. It has to change something. Something has to change because it becomes not about us. It becomes about who he is. And I just want to read this scripture. This is in Philippians um, chapter 4. And we hear this one all the time. But I just want to read it and just kind of share the proper context for this. So this is Philippians 4 verses 12 through 13. Um, Of course, this is the Amplified. So excuse all the wordiness, everybody. I think you'll be all right with it this Sunday. My husband will get back to New King James next week. (laughs) I know how to get along and live humbly in difficult times. And I also know how to enjoy abundance and live in prosperity. In every, in any and every circumstance, I have learned the secret of facing life, whether well-fed or going hungry, whether having an abundance or being in need. I can do all things Mm -hmm. which he has called me to do through him who strengthens and empowers me to fulfill his purpose. I am self-sufficient in Christ's sufficiency. I am ready for anything and equal to anything through him who infuses me with inner strength and confident peace. I love this passage of scripture. Love it. And I love it, especially in the Amplified. But what I want to share really about this is that this isn't talking about um, just I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Yes, we can. But this is about um, finding contentment Mm -hmm. in whatever season you're in. Whether it's, what did it say? Whether you're um, well-fed or going hungry, having an abundance or being in need, I can do all things. I can do it through Christ who strengthens me. I can find contentment in every season of life. I can find joy in every season of life because my joy and contentment is not determined by my circumstance. My joy and contentment comes from Jesus. He is the source. We just read a scripture about um, the vine and the branches. We are branches. He is the vine. So I, from my source, I can find joy. When it's hard, you can find joy. When it's difficult, you can find contentment. Not because of anything you can do. Not because you can change your, you can try and change your environment, try and make it more peaceful and kind of nice, throw on some candles, put on some nice music. You can change the ambiance, but that type of change is external. We're talking about joy and contentment that comes from an internal work that the Holy Spirit is doing in you. And we can be, whenever you think, I can't do this, this isn't going to get any better, I I don't know if I'm going to make it today, you need to Remind yourself that in all things, in abundance, in prosperity, in in difficult times, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. This is about working through the hard times and knowing that, yes, I can make it because I got Jesus. Yes, I can do this because I have the Holy Spirit working on my behalf. And I think sometimes we forget we forget. This is why testimony and sharing your faith and sharing what God is doing is important. 
Because if I hear that God is doing, did something amazing for you, he healed you, he healed your daughter, then that means that if God is, if he can do that for them, then yes, he can do it for me. The things, the miraculous things that he does in your life isn't for you to keep to yourself. <laughs> this is what proclaiming our faith is. It's talking about the goodness of God in our lives. It doesn't always have to be this, like, I don't have to be a preacher up here preaching the gospel and telling people, come to Jesus. Yes, that's a beautiful thing. But what true um, um, gospel is for the every believer is living your life and actually talking about what God did in your life. Because when you talk about it, it gives somebody else hope for what God yes. can do in their lives. That is the testimony. Mm -hmm. That is declaring the goodness and faithfulness of God. That is how people come to know who Jesus is. By you telling them about what he did in your life. Mm -hmm. Because nobody can tell you that Jesus didn't do it. Yes. You are actually a living testimony of what Jesus did in your life. Nobody is going to tell me that Jesus didn't. No one can tell you that Jesus didn't heal you. You're sitting right mm -hmm. here today. Yes. Nobody can tell you, tell you your daughter wasn't healed and that Jesus didn't do it. Mm -hmm. She is still alive today. Mm -hmm. So those are things. That is why it's so important to find the joy, find the contentment, find the things to be thankful for. Sometimes I tell my kids, when you're struggling to sleep and stuff, you don't have to count sheep. Just start making a list of all the things you're thankful for mm -hmm. in your mind. Just start thinking, what am I thankful for today? And eventually you'll fall asleep because mm -hmm. <laughs> you're, just, you're just thinking about things. But make a, start making a list and then say, think of five things today. And then tomorrow, think of six things. And then as you as build that, so every day at the end of the night, take inventory of the goodness of God. And relax. Yeah. That's, that's what the Lord has been dealing with me with yeah. lately. Is learning to relax, relax. Girls, sit down, <laughs> get some iced tea. Chill you out. know, just just <laughs> relax. You know, and I surprised myself yesterday. I went on um, the balcony. I went on our patio, and it was a beautiful breeze going. It was just a nice chill outside, and I was sitting out there, and I was just looking. And I was thinking about God, you just so awesome. You are in these trees. You are talking, you you know, you you're just the birds is coming up there. I get mad because the tree, I love the tree that we have, but the tree is messy on the balcony, you know, it gets messy. And I be thinking, God, you are in this mess. You know, you are in this mess. But I am just so grateful that I'm just learning. I, and I'm learning still, people of God. I am still learning. And I've been in this a long time, but I am every day forever learning and coming into the knowledge. I am ever forever learning because sometimes we'll forget. You know, we'll be in it so long, we'll forget some things. We need to go back and remind ourselves of the things that the God has done for us. And, and learn to relax. Some things we just, we give our own selves heart attacks. We give our own selves strokes. Because we sit around and we, we think about what we don't have instead of thanking God for what we do have. And what we don't have is coming. And if it don't come, he don't want you to have it. I'm just learning to, I'm, that's getting up here. Being because that's what I needed to learn, mm -hmm. that if you ain't got it by the time you leave here, <laughs> chances are you weren't intending on having it, you know. Just be grateful for what you do have. 
Take what you have and learn from that. Live from that. Be grateful. Call, call a sister or a brother. Tell them, hey, I was thinking about you today because I find out sometimes we be so depressed. But all we got to do is pick the phone up and call somebody. Call them and tell them, hey, I was thinking about you today. Just call and send some love your way. You'd be surprised how not only do that lift them, but it lifts you also. Because you took your mind off of your stuff and you put it on God's thing. I love that. I love that. And um, I, just to touch on that, but also the scripture where it says, I'm sufficient in Christ's sufficiency. I feel like sometimes the world we live in, it's so focused on, on what you can do internally. And that doesn't take away from the work we have to continually do mm-hmm. internally. Like, um, but when we partner with, with Jesus, it, um, you recognize your, your insufficiencies. Mm-hmm. You recognize your your inabilities you recognize your weaknesses <laughs> you see how much you actually need him like yeah. and it reminds like i am sufficient in his sufficiency mm-hmm. i just i want that to sit for a minute because what that does it takes the brunt off of us it takes it off of us to know all things, to be all things, to do all things well. It takes it off of us and puts it on him. Mm-hmm. It reminds us that we are human. Like, yes. we are human. Made in the image of God, but human. So I don't have to know everything. Mm-hmm. I don't have to do everything well. I don't have to be right all the time. I don't have to have the answer all the time. But who do I know who has all of the answers? Jesus. Who do I know with truth? Jesus. Where can I go to find direction? Jesus. Where, like, this is where we are essentially created to have to rely on him. So outside of Jesus, you find yourself fulfilling your life with all these unnecessary things. We'll find something to give us direction. Mm-hmm. We'll find something to give us peace. We'll find something mm-hmm. that will tell us, oh, you're a good person, when all of those things can come from Jesus, mm-hmm. from one source, one place. And it doesn't take, I'm not trying to take away from the yes, go mm-hmm. sit on your porch, enjoy the nature, go for walks, get your vitamin D, do all the things that you should do in the natural mm-hmm. to take care of this natural body. But we need to remember that we are only sufficient in his sufficiency. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It only comes from him. And that's okay to think like that. Mm -hmm. It's okay Mm -hmm. to have this one-way thought process of this comes from Jesus. Everything else is an outward expression of what I get from Jesus. Everything else. Everything else. The way I love my children, the way I love my husband, the way I love uh, my friends, the way I even appreciate myself and what God's done in me when I look in the mirror and I say thank you Lord I'm made in your image mm-hmm. I might not feel it today you know mm-hmm. we wake up and we look in the mirror and we're like today is not mm-hmm. the day <laughs> I can't fix my hair the way I want it I don't have an outfit that's gonna look the way I want I just feel fat I just don't want to put this on 
this shirt sitting funny. Like you change your <laughs> outfit like five million times before. I don't know if that's a man. Like I, I don't know if men do that, but I sometimes look at themselves or like, yeah, today I don't feel cute today. <laughs> but then reminding yourself. Reminding yourself of who you are in Jesus. You got to shut those thoughts down and be like, I am made in the image of God. I am fearfully and wonderfully made. I might not feel it today, but God is feeling me. So I'm going to put this stuff on and however it goes, it goes. Just trusting God to walk with you. Look at all the ladies smiling because we all know what it's like to look in the mirror in the morning sometimes and be like, CG is not cute today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no matter what I do, it's not going to be good. But that's all right. You still have to go about your day trusting the Lord and believing the Lord, walking in faith, believing I still am beautiful even though I don't feel it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You got to speak those things. You got to. <laughs> you got to speak certain things. Cause what? I'm tell- Listen. If I really told myself some things that I'll be thinking. <laughs> Listen, you gotta know. You gotta know. You gotta know how to speak it. You know, the Lord had uh, the Lord had gave me this. He said, He said, I have to trust that God has given me everything needed for this moment in time. I should be, you know, I, I should be content with myself, my family, my surroundings, my job, my past. As I believe in God, as I pursue his will for my life, you have to learn to just, where I'm at today don't mean I'm going to be there tomorrow, but today I'm going to be content with it. Amen. That's good. That's good. Um, We're going to close with this. Um, I want to close with this thought about thriving. And we're not meant to live. We're meant to thrive. We're not just meant to get up every day and hope we make it through the day. We're meant to thrive in God. And what does that mean, Ms. Sheila? What does it mean to thrive in faith, to thrive in life? To thrive. Uh, to me, uh, prayer allows me to thrive. Um, I have to change my mindset, stop blaming others, and take ownership of my own life. And I am not just, I'm not just here um, of my life. I am not just here in my life. I am not just here to survive. I am made to strive. I think this, um, my favorite scripture was Psalms 34 where it says, I will bless the Lord at all times. That's good times, bad times, up times, down times, you know. I would bless the Lord at all times. No matter what I'm going through, I'm going to bless the Lord. Because I know that in him is where I'm going to get what I need. And so in the meantime, I'm going to strive to make myself better. uh, Not only um, naturally, but in the word. Because you know what I found out? That when I get into the word of God, and I see God for myself and find out who, who he really is and what he's saying to me. When I get in there and I find out, I find out that uh, other things not really that don't really matter. You know, you find a lot of things that you think, oh, I got to have this. I got to have that. I got to have this contentment, striving. And when I thought about contentment, I thought about you saying, well, I live in a two-bedroom apartment. But I want a three-bedroom house. 
But I'm going to be content, God, with where I'm at right now until you move me into that area where I can be where I want to be. But I thank you for the small things because you said if I be, great, if I be uh, grateful over the small things, you're going to make me ruler over many. So it's just a matter of time. If I don't have, I'm going to get it. Just be patient, Sheila. Be patient. And you have to talk to yourself and tell yourself that God has not forgotten you. And what you're going through in life, you got to learn how to. That that you can change, you change. That that you cannot change, you leave it alone. Let God handle it. I want to close with this. This is John 10.10. The thief comes only in order to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may have and enjoy life and have it in abundance to the full till it overflows. And it's one of my favorite scriptures, and I love it in the Amplified because the word abundance, it expands it and says to the full till it overflows. That's the abundance of God when we're walking with him. And sometimes we have to tell the devil We got to tell him, you better shut up and get out. Mm -hmm. And I think we need to be more aggressive in the things of the spirit. What is mine? What has God promised me? What as a child of God do I have access to? And the thing is, as we're growing in faith, as we're walking in faith, and as we, if we want to thrive in faith, it is a continual um, um, expression of, of who God is and what he's doing. And also recognizing that when we know who we are in Christ, it makes it um, easier to be able to declare the things that be not as though they were. The things that you can't see with your eyes, that is what faith is. It's, it's believing for something that you cannot see, but trusting the God who knows all, knows the beginning and the end. It is literally a trust walk where you trust him every single day. I can't see how this is going to happen. I don't know how you're going to do this, but I know you spoke this to me. I know you spoke this to my heart. And right now I'm living in this space where I cannot see it. I don't see the how. I don't see the when. But knowing that when God gives you a promise, Uh when his life is working in you, you can thrive in every season. You You can thrive and have life in abundance, to the full, till it overflows in every season. Because we don't trust in in our circumstances and in our own abilities, what we can see. That is what it means to journey in faith. It's being in God and believing in him to do what he will do in his timing. Our timing is not his timing. We... I very rarely have I believed the Lord for something and he does it exactly when I want to and how I want him to do it. I don't know why we as humans think that we can tell God, (laughs) do it like this, in this way, at this time, and then I'll believe it's you actually doing what I want you to do, how I want. That's That's not how God works. God is God. Sometimes he does that though, but not all the time. What if he doesn't? Are you going to trust him? Are you going to believe him? Are you going to look for ways to thrive in the season you're in? Can you find a reason to give God the glory in the season you're in? Because the beautiful thing about seasons is that seasons change. They change. 
They don't remain the same. You're never in one season for your whole life. Never. That's just not the way things work. God is a God of time and a God of process. So this season will come to an end. But the one good thing about walking in this journey in faith is that we can thrive in every season. In every season. In every season. And I think it's, it's, a, it's a shift. It's a mindset change that we have to have as we're journeying in faith. How can I thrive in this season? Where can I give glory in this season until this season changes? And he will prepare you for the season change. What has been your most enjoyable season thus far up until this point? Grandkids has been my enjoyable season. Um, Chloe just turned 15, so Chloe, Chloe went to the prom. Well, while Chloe was getting ready for the prom, the seven-year-old granddaughter, Kaden, tells Chloe how to flirt when she gets to the prom. And it's little things like that where I sit down and I'm saying to myself, God, this is so funny. You know, you get to watch your kids' kids. And to, for God to allow you to enjoy a season of grandkids. Grandkids are a bonus. That's a bonus that God threw in there. And to watch, sometimes you can see yourself in them. And sometimes when you get ready to discipline, you see yourself and you step back. You say, ah, never mind, I ain't going to touch that because I know that, that that's me right there. I'll see, you can see some things. But just love, just the fact that they love to be a part of your life. They, um, Chloe asked me out of the blue, she called me. And she says, Nana, she says, would you be willing to go on a cruise with me? Now, you know, teenagers, most of the time, they don't even want to be bothered with you, let alone Nana, you know. But they got a cool Nana, so that I can see why they like that. But just the fight that she prefers. She didn't, she didn't ice her friends. She didn't even ice mom and dad. She said, Nana, can you go? And I just love the fact that God has blessed me in an area where I can just enjoy them so much. And, and I'm beginning to see it. We stay, right, we stay close to each other, and we get to go places together. And it's just nothing like it. It's just nothing like it. And I thank God for that because the devil said I wasn't going to be here. Look at that. Look he at this generational that, blessing. Yeah, he said I wasn't going to be there. God said, I'm going to bless you, your seed, and your seed. Amen. Look what we got to look forward to. And so all we do is just take God at his word and just learn to enjoy life. <laughs> learn to enjoy it. You can either enjoy it or you can be depressed about it. But what you ask yourself, what's going to be the better way? I yeah. just love the things that God is doing in our season right now. Some things I don't understand, but I know God by now to know. Your ways are not my ways, yeah. neither my, your thoughts my thoughts. Yeah. Just learn to relax, yeah. enjoy life, and make sure that God is a part of that Amen. journey. Amen. Thank you, Miss Sheila. Um, we'll close with that, but we're going to pray. Um, I'm going to ask Miss Sheila to pray. Um, talked about being a, on a journey in faith. 
And I'm going to ask her to pray for the community today um, that your journey in faith um, in every season, that you're able to thrive, that you're able to experience the, the blessing of God, that you're able to see God in every season. So I'm going to ask Michelle to pray. You guys, how about you stand with us as we get ready to close here? Um, yeah. Just pray as you feel led, Miss Sheila, and then we'll um, close out uh, with that today. I, um, for some reason, I keep watching. I keep looking at the girl right there. And I believe it's God. All right. Um, Miss Sheila wants to pray for somebody before we close here. So, Andrea... This one right come on over here miss sheila wants to pray for you holy spirit put you on her heart she's gonna pray for you this morning this is andrea just been on my radar the whole time I, I i don't know why i don't know why i'm not trying to be something that i'm not but i see something i see something and what i see is that god got your whole life in his hands and what you don't understand it's because he don't want you to understand it. He wants to be in control of it. And so you're trying to figure it out. While you're trying to figure it out, he done already worked it out for you. All he wants you to do is to praise him for it. And don't worry about it. Don't You don't understand it. You don't look right. But God said he's working it out for you. And he just wants you to believe him. Trust that he know what he's doing. And get out the way. Don't get in the way. God says he got it and he loves you and he won't allow you to go through no more than you can handle if you're going through it it's because he trusts you to handle it and God says he loves you be encouraged sweet sister be encouraged God loves you go ahead God I thank you and Andrea I thank you for her I thank you for her life. I thank you for moving on her behalf. I thank you for binding every enemy that come up against her, that's messing with her mind. I thank you, God, for a peace that passes all understanding. I thank you, God, for opening doors that have been shut. I thank you for releasing your blessings over her life. And I thank you that this is just a season that she's in, God, but you're about to bring her through this season. And I thank you, God, I thank you for the many blessings that you have just for her, with her name on them, just for her. And I thank you, God, that when she gets them blessings and begin to open them, them presents, she going to say, this is nobody but God. And, Lord, we thank you for doing it. I thank you for her from the top of her head to the bottom of her feet. I thank you for working every miracle out in her life. I thank you that's nothing that you can't do, God. I thank you that all things are working together for her good. And, God, we thank you for the victory in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, you Miss Sheila. Thank you. All right, we're gonna close it out today, guys. If you just want to raise your hands, um, I'm gonna have Miss Sheila close us out. She's gonna pray over you guys that you thrive in your your season, that you happy thrive Mother's in your journey Day. in faith. Yes. And happy Mother's Day to all yes. the mothers. 
God bless you. So good to have my own mom here. She just turned 85. And it's so good. Done had a five, what was that, a quadruple bypass. Wow. And look at her. God is awesome, though. And I thank and I praise God for her being here. My sister, I thank you for being here with us. I thank God for each and every one of you ladies. Go out with your head lifted up high and know that God is working it out in your favor on today. Enjoy your kids. Enjoy your family. And thank God for everything that you are to him. I praise and I magnify God for each and every one. I thank God for everyone, every woman that is in this place on today. I thank you, God, for working everything out on their behalf. I thank you that they're going to have good success in you, Jesus. I thank you that you're moving on their behalf, that you're working for them. I thank you those that are not feeling well in their body. I thank you for your healing virtue flowing in their bodies right now in Jesus' name. I thank you, God, that no weapon formed against your people shall prosper. I thank you that the gates of hell shall not prevail against any. I thank you that you are more than the world against us and all things are under our feet today, God. And as we go our way, Lord, I thank you for your angels of protection. I thank you for your angels encamp around about us. I thank you that you're with us and I thank you God for every woman in this place every man God bless them give them favor in everything that they do God bless Pastor Sean on today God bless Krista Gale on today God bless their family their kids God everything that they touch God you bless in Jesus name and we give you all the praise all the glory because it all belongs to you in the name of God in Jesus amen. name amen Thank you. I hope you enjoyed the message. And my prayer is that you will change your world as a result. If you're ever in the LA area, join us for one of our weekend gatherings. And don't forget to follow us on social media. Peace.